I have been praying most of the night and this morning that I would connect with you in a way as if there was no one else in the room but you and the Holy Spirit. In order to prepare you for what God wants to do with us, you have to come out of your traditional analytical thinking. Hmm. You're going to have to stop judging. We have become so paranoid because of the enemy that we are not walking in the liberty of the spirit. Is anybody hearing me? You're like a rich man, a poor man that God makes rich, and he can't enjoy his riches because he thinks somebody's going to steal him. You ever see somebody like they're so stingy? They can't even enjoy their blessings. And you say, if I had that money, I would be enjoying my life. Come on, talk to me. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? That's because though he got riches, he never got liberty. God is not interested in giving you money. He's interested in giving you liberty. Money, it doesn't control me. It's just what I use. It's a tool. Come on, talk to me. Are you hearing me? And when you understand that money is a tool, you'll stop tripping over it. Because money is made from trees. Mm, Come on, talk to me. It's nothing but paper. Put fire to it and see if it don't burn. Come on, talk to me here. But favor is created in the heavens. Come on. It can neither be burned. Come on, somebody. Stolen. Taken. Come on. So you're not interested in money. You're interested in favor. Show me your money and I will show you my favor. Your money is limited. My favor is unlimited. That's why he says, seek ye after the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And then all other things will be added. Come on, talk to me. Because when you seek the kingdom and his righteousness, you inherit his favor. Come on, talk to me. Favor will get you the right house that you don't even afford. Favor will get you a job you don't even qualify for. <laughs> favor will get you a husband. Come on. When everybody else wanted him. Come on. Talk to me here. Woo! He will have eyes only for you. Come on. Talk to me here. Favor is deadly and dangerous. Come on. Are y'all hearing me? Favor is not fair. Favor will pull you from the back of the line to the front of the line. Never mess with anybody who has favor. You're wasting. Shall we talk about Joseph? Put me in the pit and I'll still come out. Put me in the prison and I'll still come out. Because favor will take you to the palace no matter where you are. Never mess with anybody that got favor. You will lose. Huh? Bow to the faith. Don't even get jealous of it. Huh? The brothers got jealous. And then the same jealousy they had to go get to bail them out. Come on, talk to me. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Just go along. You find somebody with favor, be glad to be their friend. See, this is my friend. This is my friend. Because if my friend got favor, I got favor. Come on, talk to me. You don't have to be jealous. Come on, somebody. Is anybody hearing me? 
Your friend has nice car. Say, oh, this is nice. God has no respect of person. What he has done for you, he will do for me. Can I wash your new car? Can I clean your new car? mess with favor that's, that's, what, that's what the scripture says touch not my anointed touch not my favorable one Woo. and do him no harm don't go to the juju doctor cause you jealous of the favor because even if you got what the person who has favor gets it will not do you good Okay. My, there was one young girl, I don't know where she is, was taking us home yesterday and she spoke something in my spirit that the Lord told her and I knew it was confirmation because I I have been praying for an anointing that will stick. You ever ate Chinese food? (laughs) What happens when you eat Chinese food? (laughs) You are hungry in an hour. (laughs) It tastes good, but it does not hold you. We have been doing Chinese church. We spent eight hours at work, number of hours in TV, and we come to church and we want the Holy Ghost to do what he does in an hour. And while we're sitting, we're looking at our watch because we have somewhere else to go and something else to do. How you treat God is how God is going to treat you. He's God. He has an ego. He should. You will never let the thing you create make you lesser than the thing you created. So there was one young lady, she said, I heard, I don't see her. I heard the Lord say, Lasting or everlasting ordinance. And it stuck with me. Because I knew exactly what the Lord had told her. The day for us going two steps forward and five steps back is over. The trick of the enemy is over. His plot, he cannot keep you from salvation. But if he can stop you from growing, he will limit the glory in the earth. Come on, talk to me. Come on, talk to me. And his assignment is to block out the sun. Come on, talk to me. Are you hearing me? If he can keep darkness in the earth until his time is up, the more souls he will send to hell. Come on, talk to me. But I see the glory of the sun rising up. And the glory of the sun is in us. Which means we can no longer go two steps forward and five steps back. Come on, talk to me. We can no longer be tangled in warfare that saddens us and drains us and causes us to be frustrated. Your season of frustration is over. I can say it with an uncertainty. Your season of of being baffled is over. The enemy had me for a minute, but that minute is over. Come on, talk to me. 
Every time God wants to push me in the water, I start shaking. My stomach start flipping. I start feeling like it won't happen. I can't do it. I'm not enough. I don't know how. But now that I know. The difference in who you are and who you are is that you're learning how to. And he's angry. Okay, quick before I go to my scriptures. I see my time. Peter had mouth. He had more mouth than any other disciple. The zeal without wisdom is deadly. Because your mouth will get you in what your faith can't hold you. Anybody hearing me? Peter was always opening his mouth. James, John, and Peter are in the boat, and they see a ghost. They have been with Jesus, but they're trying to figure out how did we leave him on the land, and he's on the water with no boat. So they see Jesus in a capacity they've never seen him before. Come on, talk to me. Come on, talk to me. But the problem is, Peter sees Jesus. He has a revelation. Jesus, if that is you, bid me to come. But he has no concept. (sighs) He has concept means an understanding of what it is you're going to do. Come on, talk to me. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Okay? I have my iPhone. I know how to make my iPhone work. I know how to text. I know how to email. I know how to pull apps. I know how to call. I know how to do WhatsApp. If I drop my phone or my phone stops working, I don't know what to do. Because my, my revelation is how to operate it. Come on, talk to me. But how it works, come on, talk to me. I am dumbfounded. Come on, talk to me. Because whoever made the iPhone didn't tell us what they put in sight. We have been comfortable. We're pressing numbers. But I want to know how the iPhone. Everybody hearing me. Peter gets out of the boat. He starts walking. Because he has a revelation. But without understanding, you will soon to drown. Because when the wind begins to blow again, and the storm begins to rage, he said, Jesus, have mercy on me. I'm drowning. How can you be walking and then start drowning? <laughs> because revelation will only take you so far. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. And once revelation is finished, God expects you to get an understanding of what he has shown you. Come on, talk to me. And once you get an understanding, you then walk in power. Come on, talk to me. Hallelujah. So Jesus takes him and he puts him back in the boat. Understanding, once you get an understanding on the, on the day of Pentecost. Come on, talk to me. And you understand how it works. Power shall visit you. Come on, talk to me. So whatever you used to do before, don't worry what you couldn't do before because this is a new season. This is a new understanding. Are you hearing me? 
So when the enemy comes and says, you tried that before, say, devil, you're a liar. I have revelation, but now I have understanding. Mm? And my understanding is my power. Now I know how to what? Because why? I have an understanding of how the water works. Come on, talk to me. All right. Everlasting coordinates. My theme is deep places. Every one of you are going to go to another deep place. Are you hearing me here? Oh, God. There is no greater blessing than him taking me to a deeper revelation of him. There is no greater blessing. There is no thing. There is no stuff. There is no money. Like him giving me a greater revelation of seeing who he is. For he is so big I can't go over him. He is so deep that I can never understand all of him. But as he takes you from revelation to deepness to deepness, you begin to have a greater understanding that you didn't have before. Therefore, your understanding turns into power. And your power makes you dangerous. Come on. I don't know. You're dangerous. Come on. So point to yourself and say, I'm dangerous. Go to Deuteronomy 6 and 5. Can you pull that on the screen? I'm going to move quick. Deuteronomy 6 and 5. Deuteronomy 6 and 5. I've got four scriptures and I'm going to let you go. I believe that we have laid the foundation. 6 and 5. <laughs> this is one of the Ten Commandments, but then Jesus said this commandment sums up all the commandments. He mm. says... You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. When you come to God, you give him the all that you know, but there is still more of you to give him. Come on, talk to me. And as you go through the process and the trials, the more of you that must be given is released. Come on, talk to me. And so the you that you gave him the day you got saved is not the you that you are right now. Come on, are you hearing me? You continue to give him more of you because he wants all of you. Come on, talk to me. Hallelujah. So many times when we get saved, we are divided between friends and fame and, and stuff and money. But as you grow in God, you begin to understand he is first and foremost and priority. So this scripture right here is the scripture that you must hold in your heart. All of you, God, I want to give. All of you, is you hearing me? I love my husband the day I married him, but I love him more today than I did the day I married him. Because he has given me more of himself every day. Come on, talk to me here. Every day I know Jesus, he gives me more of him, and it makes me give more of me. Anybody hearing me? Huh. You can be married for years and be stuck where you were the day you were married. Huh. I wish I had time to preach that. Woo! Because you still got coverings all over you. You still got masks all over you. Your husband say, well, Sean, nothing. Well, why are you acting like that? I don't know. You're upset, but you're afraid to talk. Are you hearing me? Yeah. But when you give yourself to your husband, and he says, what's wrong? Baby, you did this and I didn't like it. You're not afraid. Ah, when you give yourself to God, and you go to him, and you say, Father, I sinned. 
You don't hide sin. You bring it to him. You bring it to him because you're my God. Come on. You're my God when I'm good. You're my God when I'm bad. You're my God. You're my God. I hide nothing from you. You can't love and hide. Adam, Adam, Eve, where art thou? We are hiding. your spouse. You have married the wrong one. Anybody hearing me? So you ain't in a relationship, but you're still by yourself. So you can't become one. You're in a relationship with God, but you told a lie instead of you coming and saying, Father, forgive me, I lied. I don't know why I lied. (laughs) I just lied. It's in my old nature. Father, take that spirit away from me. Are you hearing? You can't impress him. He's already impressed when he made you. You can't. You can't impress him. His job is to find things in you that he wants to remove so he can add things of him in you. So the more you become removable, the more you become addable. Come on, talk to me. So when you go before him, when you go before him, come to him just as you are. And say, Lord, this is how I am. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm doing. And I know it's against your word, but if you don't change me, I won't be changed. Come on. Let's go to two. Come on. I'm building a case. Go to Joel 2 and 18. Joel 2 and 18. Ten, five minutes. Give me five minutes and I'm done. Joel 2 and 18. Joel 2 and 18 says it like this. And then the Lord will be zealous for his land. And he will have pity on his people. I don't know about you, but I want God to have pity on me. Ooh, God, help me to go there. Go to Deuteronomy 5 and 33. When the Lord has pity on you, because you come humbly, he will see your situation and he will demand your atmosphere to change. As long as you are hiding and not giving him yourself, He will never have pity on arrogance. He will never have pity on pride. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live and that it may be well. When he has pity, he starts making my living well. Come on, talk to me. Are you hearing me? He said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Come on. So wherever your abundance is not, you must bring it to him and ask him for pity. Come on. Because the fall dictated that we would never be able to enter back into the favor of God. Come on, talk to me. But Jesus opened the door for favor to be renewed. 
that you may live and that you may be well with you and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. When I have pity on you, I change your days. When I have pity on you, I change your situation. When I have pity on you, I change your marriage. When I have pity on you, I Psalms 42 and 8. I got one more scripture and I'm done. Psalms 42 and 8. Psalms 42, 29. There it says, and they're the deep things of God. Uh, 42 and 7, I'm sorry. Give me five minutes and I'm done. Are you getting this so far? Okay, now I want you to, 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 to unbuckle your seatbelt and then I want you for the next five minutes to grab hold of where I'm going to take you. 42 and 7. The deep call unto the deep. At the noise of the waterfall, all your waves and billows have gone over me. Come on, talk to me. (sighs) It's a scripture in Deuteronomy says, and God calls us to the deep things of him. Hmm. I don't know what your level of deepness is, but your deepness is not the level of your neighbor. Come on, talk to me. How are you hearing me? But when we all go to the place of the level of death that he has called us, then the body of Christ is blessed. Okay? So let's go to the last scripture. Luke 17 and 12. I'm going to the deep place of God. Hmm. Luke 17 and 12. Are you there? Then Jesus entered. Into a certain village. He came to Nairobi. (laughs) There met him ten men. The Bible says the ten men had heard. Because the fame of Jesus wasn't just in the town. The fame of Jesus was in the back caves of the woods. The men who were lepers who stood afar. I feel like preaching and I'm going to close right here. (laughs) Sand will cause you to stand afar. Sand will cause you to pull back from the presence of God. Is anybody hearing me? Here are ten men. Come on, honey, help me. Who heard about Jesus. He ends up in their village. They're looking from afar. One. I am not allowed to be around people. My family has cut me off. My job has fired me. Come on, talk. My best friend disowned me because I have leprosy. I am known as a curse. Everybody who ever knew my name told 
Jesus. But I'm scared to approach him. He may reject me like everybody else has. Is he like a man who is scared of me? Is he like a man? There is no cure for leprosy. There is no doctor in the village. I am stuck till I die. Come on, go. Thirteen. And they lift up their voice from a distance. Jesus, Master. of your leprosy even your leprosy know your day has come for liberty I can find you wherever you are to get you your liberty come on talk to me in the caves of leprosy I sent somebody to stand outside the cave and tell you the good news go show yourself to the priest Go show yourself to everybody who laughed at you. And let them see what I have done. Because you asked me to have pity. Come on. I have healed you instantly. Come on, talk to me. Are y'all hearing me? Are you, why? Because your pity is so that the glory can be seen in Nairobi. Same people that had no members. Aren't these the same people that were struggling? How did these people start a church ten times bigger? You're crying about your problem, but your problem is going to bring you pity. Anybody? I got to close. Anybody hearing me? Turn your problem into your pity. Come on. Turn your problem into your what? Pity. I must turn my problem into my, I must, turn. my problem isn't my problem, my problem is my pity. My problem is what gets me in front of the feet of Jesus, because Jesus is looking to have pity on somebody. Come on, he said I came for the sick, I came for the lost, I came for the poor, I didn't come for the rich, I didn't come for those who think they got it going on, I came for you. And so it was that they went and they were cleaned. Now here's the text that I want you to catch. And so they went and so they were clean. This is a good thing, but it ain't the all thing. 
Say, I have good things, but I don't have the all thing. Look at this. 16. And I'm done. Two scriptures. And one came back and fell down on his face. Pity must be responded with praise. Too many of us cry about our problem, but we are short on praise. God is calling you to the deep. Come on, talk about it. Because when you get a revelation of how he has cleansed you, where he snatched you from, what he pulled you out of, you will not be able to sit still. You will have to run and tell somebody that Jesus had pity. for you, he fixed your problem for him. Jesus is standing there. It was ten that cried, but only one came back. Where were the nine that cried? You know what the nine that cried did? They ran to be with their friends who couldn't help them. They ran to go see their family who didn't care about them. They ran to... They ran to go get their job that fired them. They ran to walk around in the city to be the big man so everybody could talk about them. But there was one man that said, I cannot go to my job. I cannot go to my family. I cannot go to my friend. This Jesus has been too good to me. I need to know him in a deeper way. I need to know that these things of Jesus. Wait, family. Wait, friends. Wait, job. Because praise puts God first. Help me to preach this. Praise knows no pain. That will stop me. I have no need. The doctor looked at the x-ray. And they say, we don't know how you're walking. Three times I tried to have surgery. And God canceled it. Because there's some praise he wants out of your pain. Some praise. He wants you to praise him out of your pain. Come on. Will you praise me if I don't heal you? Will you praise me if I don't it? Or will you use it as an expense? You know, Jesus, I had leprosy for 10 years. My wife has been waiting for me. My family has been waiting for me. When I finish with my family and my wife and my job and my friends, and then, and then. You can't praise and stuck up. Learn to kick off your shoes. Learn to sweat your weave. Learn to mess up your makeup. When we started, we said, and I will love the Lord God, God with all of my mind, with all of my soul, with all of my strength, whatever is in me, I will give it to Him. Yes. 
over there at the disco. They didn't care who we were. They were dancing, screaming. Music was playing. And we are sitting like we are at a funeral. They are bringing much glory to their God. And their God brings them nothing. How about us? Who our God brings us everything. Now go to the next verse. Where there are not any found who return to give glory. You are called to give him glory. Others may get their blessings and run, but you are called. 
explode. Anybody else? Where there not any found who return to give me glory except as foreigner. Somebody ought to say, I was a foreigner. And because he loved me, I owe him My grandfather, my great grandfather, my great grandmother, my great great grandfather were all working witchcraft. But pity came on me. Is anybody hearing me? Thank God he did not leave me where I was. And he said to him, 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 you came to me for leprosy, but because you came back to give me glory, I see problems beyond leprosy. I I see problems in your home that I need to fix. Come on. When you come back. Give him glory. He looks at you closer and he says, What else can I fix? If he never came back, he would have just been free from leprosy. But he would have been like every other man. Come Come on. But because you are not like every other man and woman, come on, somebody. You have been called for greatness. Come on. Are y'all here? He's come. You know how to go back. Fall on your knees and say, thank you, daddy. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You know how to love on him. You know how to bring your tithe and your offering. Not because God needs your money, but God needs your glory. God needs your faithfulness. God needs your thanksgiving. Are you hearing me? From this day forward, your glory will be at another death. Come on, talk to me. I'm going, come on, let's close, into deeper waters. God, help me. I knew how to swim on the shadow water. But now I've learned, come on, close, how to go into deeper water. And the deeper I go, come on, somebody, the more his grace follows me. My praise is my faith. Talk to me. That means before he even does it, I already got a praise in my belly. I already got a praise in my spirit. I already got a praise that my healing has come. I already got a praise because I'm swimming in the deep things of God. And I know he 
has already had pity on me. And when he gives me pity, I respond with praise. Praise is indicative of my faith. When you close your mouth and you close your wallet and you close your thanks, you disrespect him. doesn't understand why he made you and you are afraid and ashamed to praise him. Praise with your feet. Praise with your hands. Praise with your mouth. Praise with your eyes. Ah, He does not receive depression as praise. He does not receive silence as praise. Hallelujah. When praise hits you right, you cannot be still. When praise is in your heart, your feet are on fire. When praise is in your soul, you cannot fold your arms. I owe him praise. I owe him praise. my life if you understood how many Ishmael's tried to get me to marry them but I waited one year two year three year four year five years six years preaching in Rwanda preaching in Uganda preaching in America paying for other women doing weddings Marrying other people, waiting six years, waiting seven years, waiting eight years, crying nine years, believing ten years. Lord, where are you? Eleven years. No husband. People say she can't play, but she has no husband. 
when you see the glory, you see my praise. And when you see my praise, you see my pity. Praise the Lord right where you are. Come out of your seat. Yeah. 